Welcome to Punches and Punchlines, where we break down the best in boxing with a sense of humor. And now, your hosts, Fritz and Franco. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you again for joining us for this episode. We had a fun card on ESPN Plus. Artur Biterbiev versus Anthony Yard over there in London at the uh, Wembley Theater, I think. Uh, It looked like a nice venue. Yeah, it did look like cool, like a really cool venue. In the UK, people show up for these fights and are really into it, so... Yeah. Before I'm uh, shuffled off this mortal coil, I will check out a fight in the United Kingdom. I still think I'm holding out for the church house because that place looked so cool. But this fight was fun. It was looked like one that would have been fun to be at. Yeah, it, it was a good card. I thought that the crowd for sure was amped up. The only thing that I didn't like was that the ESPN did not have a commentary team in person, which that's fine. But then the commentary team kept talking about the crowd like they were there. And it's kind of like, you don't know. You don't know what they're chanting right now. You don't know who they're backing or what the feel of the crowd is because you're not there. I would have rather if they just wouldn't have commented on that stuff like, oh, you know, the crowd is really feeling this. You don't know. You're not. There might be a fight in the crowd that they're yelling about, but you don't know what's going on because you're not there. So that sucked. And then no ring walks. I know, you know, you're not the biggest fan of ring walks, but for me, uh, they they did show a ring walk for the main event and it was so lame. I've seen better ring walks in bingo halls and in high school gyms. It was so underwhelming. Like they just hit a song on their iPod shuffle and then had them walk. <laughs> it, it was th- that part of it was was lame. I feel like the crowd deserved better. But otherwise, the fights themselves were fun. Yeah, luckily the main event made up for it, and I'm ready to dive in. Artur Biterbiev, 38 years old, coming in at 18 and 0, versus Anthony Yard, 31 years old, coming in at 23 and 2. Now, Franco, I don't understand how anybody did not place a bet on the KO for this fight, because (laughs) that's where this was going. If Yard was going to win this fight, it was going to be by KO, all right? Yeah. Now, granted, at the time of the stoppage, he was up on the cards. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I don't. But he showed himself better than I thought he was going to. Yes. Uh, full disclosure, I took the group of rounds seven through nine for the knockout. Nice. And uh, cash that nice ticket. But I definitely, I saw better be of just being able to dominate this fight. Yard was actually better than I was giving him credit for. Yeah, he did land some shots, but once he was out of gas, I think his corner knew it. So they let him after the knockdown, they let him, you know, get up and try again. But then he was almost going immediately right back down and caught his feet. And that's when the corner's like, oh, we've seen enough. And I've never seen a more (laughs) calm corner being like, that's enough for this. (laughs) You know, it was like almost like a teacher interrupting a hallway fight. Like, all right, enough shenanigans, fellas. This is enough. Uh, I will not comment on breaking up hallway <laughs> fights in a school. Uh, my lawyers have advised me against that. But yeah, I thought that this fight was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Now, you know, to be completely fair, I haven't seen a lot of yard and he has 22 KOs 
in 25 fights. So he has that knockout power. I just didn't think that it was going to affect better Biev the way that it did. Like he took them for sure. And better Biev was very, very patient, but man, he took some hard shots from yard yard was dropping bombs on him. I don't think I had him up on the cards. I thought he took a couple of rounds. I thought better Biev was very patient at the beginning while Yard was kind of bouncing around, especially in that first round. He was like really hyped up and was dancing all over the place. I remember thinking "Eh, he can't keep this up for the whole fight. And then he didn't. uh, But I thought he looked better when he settled down. And that's why I was asking you before uh, you would watch the fight. I'm like, I'm really interested to hear your scorecard. Uh, One, I didn't want you to know that it was going to a knockout. But two... (laughs) I also wanted to see whether it was home cooking that was going on for Anthony Yard. So this was in Anthony Yard's backyard. Yeah. I <laughs> uh, didn't even mean that uh, fun, but what it you came out there. Uh, and the scoring, I think, kind of reflects that because the judges had it close. But I still think that at the point of this, even if it did go to the scorecards, that it should have been better be it. Yeah. The only way I could see Yard taking some of those early rounds was because better BF was the aggressor. But Yard was landing like the better shots for the most part. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, Better BF would land one that would kind of make him second guess his career choices, where Yard was kind of like, oh, geez, I don't know about this. So it was it was nice, especially, like I said, once he settled down, Yard looked good. Better BF was landing more shots and better shots. But every once in a while, Yard would kind of not only give the crowd hope, but give himself hope where he would land a really hard shot. And you're like, holy shit, he might actually take this, which at the end of the day, that's what we want. We want good, even competition. But you also like to be in that that zone where you don't know who's going to win and where somebody could win at any second. And Yard has that knockout power where he could have taken this at any point. And, you know, at the end, I think he just one ran out of gas Two, better. Biev is not bad. Biev. He's not good bf he's the better bf he's the best bf yeah. he should have his last name changed to best bf he's definitely not chicken kiev because he <laughs> wants to fight everybody he wants to f- take on yeah. b-ball uh i would love to see that fight next but apparently the wbc is saying that he's going to have to fight callum smith next which would be fine with me yeah uh i would watch that fight for sure Another fight that I was just thinking about it while we're talking that I wouldn't mind. This would be a fight I'd probably travel to see like New York Hulu Theater at Madison Square Garden or the Armory in Minneapolis. If Anthony Yard's next fight was against Joe Smith Jr. No titles on the line. I just see that being a fun fight. Yeah, I think that that's more of a fight that we would like. (laughs) I don't know that necessarily would pull down the numbers that ESPN wants, uh, but I think that that would be. That would be fun. That would be a great fight. I think that Yard with this fight for people that watched, especially people overseas, it it was a loss, but he put up a great fight. He put on a great show. He just fought one of the best boxers in the world. And, you know, like there's there's only so much you can do when you hit that super, super elite level. And he was just a tick below, but he hung with him. I'm excited to see Yard fight again. And better BF could fight anybody, and I would be excited at this point. Yeah, and it's not like ESPN only lets the best of the best get on the air. True. Let's, uh, let's be clear about that. <laughs> they have had some real shit on the air. You know, they can get rid of cornhole for one night and, you know, put on <laughs> Anthony Yard versus Joe Smith Jr. You know, they put on F.A. Jogba versus 
whoever that I forget his name. Like that was a shit show. This would actually be a fun banger. So that's what I'm hoping for. That would be a fun little matchup. But uh, unlike that last time where the main event was a big snooze fest, this was a fun main event. Yeah, anybody who missed it, definitely go back. And I recommend watching this one, even if it's just the main event. Everybody, thank you for joining us again this episode. We definitely appreciate you tuning in and listening to us ramble. We had a fun card before that, you know, Franco, because a lot of people will tell you that you can't play boxing. And we, we prove them wrong every week with our segment called Playing Boxing, where we can break down that undercard. I need to know. What you thought of Artem Delakian versus David Jimenez? Uh, that was did... that kicked off the telecast. And yeah. I, I, what, where did you have this one? So David Jimenez, Costa Rican guy, fighting in London. Dala, how do how it, it sounds almost Delakian. I was gonna say it sounds almost like Triple G. Right. Like when they were saying it, I was like, that's almost giving him more credibility with right. the pronunciation versus what I was saying in my head. Uh, he was Ukrainian and came out with the flag and everything. Here's the problem that I had with this fight. The rounds were very close. Uh, Delakian had like a million pawing jabs that, you know, it was adding up for points, but I didn't feel like he was the aggressor or commanding this fight. Like Jimenez was the one that was dictating the pace. He was the one that was pressing forward and definitely being a lot more aggressive. And it started paying off in like the middle to late rounds. So I I was not a, a fan of the ending. I would say I actually placed a call to Scotland Yards to report a robbery because okay. I completely disagreed with Delakian taking the unanimous decision. I agree with you. And I just that's why I wanted to make sure that I wasn't seeing something that wasn't there. All right. This yeah. Delakian was attempting to counterpunch, which is fine. If you can be an effective counterpuncher, you can win a lot of fights that way. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't have to be the aggressor, but he was not landing half of his counters. No. And I think they just assumed, oh, this guy's the champ. We're just going to let him roll with it. He'd been out of the ring for 14 months, and it clearly showed. I want to see Jimenez get another shot at this title because I think he already won it, and Delakian just gets to hold on to it for a little bit. It was a real kind of bullshit decision. Yeah, I was originally rooting for Delakian. Uh, only because of Ukraine and everything that's going on there. And it's like, right. I'm always down for that. You know, I like to cheer on my boxing like it's 1980s wrestling where I just <laughs> pick right. people purely off of countries and, you know, boo the Iron Sheik or whatever. Right. And, and nothing against Costa Ricans, you know, Pura Vida, all of that good stuff. Love them. But Jimenez at the beginning to me, I, I was like, oh, this dude looks boring. And then he was a really fun fighter. Like aside from being aggressive, like you said, the Lockheed was trying to land those counter punches. Not only were they not landing, the only thing I saw him really landing, other than a couple punches here and there, was the jab. And I'm just like, Jimenez is doing more of everything else. He landed more big punches, more body shots, like everything. And so then for him to lose, now the, the rounds went 116-112. That was one judge. And then the other two had it 115-113. I don't know that we can say home cooking here because neither guy is from right. England. But it definitely felt like, oh, the fix is in boxing is boxing kind of a feel at the end of this it felt like they had already agreed to the scores before this started because even yeah. Jimenez didn't look all that shocked when they read the decision I don't know I just felt that Jimenez definitely did more in this fight and won this fight that's the yeah. best way I, you know there's no other way to slice it he won this fight and the decision went the wrong way so 
hopefully Jimenez does get another shot at this belt or somebody else's belt because he's proven that he can hang with the champ. And I think he got the better of a champ in this fight. Now, did you see the one right after this with Ezekiel Osvaldo Moderna against Carol Itauma? Itauma, yeah. It was, a, I, I enjoyed that fight. I was not expecting it to go that way. No, you know, not at all. Uh, Moderna came in with 10 losses on his record and then knocked out Itauma, uh, which just goes to show you, Franco, you're never sure how the shots from Moderna are going to affect you. Yeah, um, you, know, uh, you some, took my Moderna joke. I had one too. <laughs> some people, some people are are out for uh, for a few days. Some people, you know, brush it off like it was nothing. Uh, but uh, apparently, Carol couldn't take it. So, uh, <laughs> oh, see, yours was way better than mine. I was gonna say, <laughs> uh, you know, it wasn't until like the second round that Moderna started to hit him like a booster shot, but yours is way better. <laughs> and did you see uh, that his brother fought later in this card? Yeah. Uh, Moses Atiuma versus Marcel Bode. Yes, I did see that one. <laughs> yeah, it, that was that was the quickest fight we might have seen in quite a while. Three punches thrown by uh, by Moses, just like the, the Bible story. He threw three punches yeah. and... Uh, <laughs> and the sea parted. <laughs> yeah, and the sea parted. This dude was done. They weren't even three punches thrown. Two punches landed, all right? Yeah. And he went right through his guard and made this dude see cartoon birds. I don't know yeah. who Bode uh, or Bode has fought, but this fight didn't bode well for him. I'll tell you that. That's a, I'll <laughs> sneak in another pun for everybody. That I love one it. was on purpose. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I don't know if you saw the one replay from the one angle. It was like the third replay that they showed. the The punches, the the one definitely it got through under under his chin, kind of hit him in the chest slash lower face. But the last punch, like the knockout punch, it didn't even hit him. It hit the gloves and then the glove, his own glove came back <laughs> and hit him in the face. And that's what knocked him out. I don't want to say it was disappointing because he's young. He's 18 years old. Uh, Moses was, uh, you know, this is his professional debut. And so, you know, you kind of want to test yourself and see what you got. <laughs> what do you tell yourself after this? Like, oh, I'm the real Moses. Like I yeah, just exactly. dropped this dude like I'm a religious figure. It was a fun 15 seconds. Uh, there was definitely a lot more build up to the fight and then replays afterwards than there was of the actual fight. Without a doubt. And then the one fight I didn't need to see, but I still watched the whole thing was Tommy Fletcher versus Daryl Sharp. That was on the card. If yeah. <laughs> you are listening to this episode and deciding what boxing you should check out, uh, don't check this one out. It was a guy that was 796 and one coming into the fight versus a guy that was three and oh, it was, it was dumb. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's the best way I can put it. It was dumb and don't watch it. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I learned from this, so Daryl Sharp, is all of five eight and weighs you know 180 whatever pounds it's why i can't box period i mean aside from i like i can take a good punch and you know i've had my fair share of scraps but to for me to be a boxer now at my current weight it looked ridiculous because he was so short and chubby and just ridiculous looking and then tommy fletcher looked like he had punched in a cheat code and was like double his height, yeah. double his muscle mass. It looked ridiculous. I think it was 5'8 versus 6'7. It was not. <laughs> now, granted, maybe they weren't expecting the Moderna and Atioma fight to get done so quick. Maybe this mm. was a fill-in, but this was not good. Yeah, so, it was awful. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then it went the distance. 
Right. It's like, how are you that much bigger and more in shape and looking like a better boxer? And then you can't even knock out this little chubby dude from like some back alley in England. It was it was embarrassing for it to go that way. So we have a we have a special guest, uh, Franco, that wants to at least say hi to the punch maniacs. Okay. You might know her from different uh boxing events at, at my house. Yeah. Uh you might know her from uh different birthday parties that we've been to. Uh <laughs> I'm gonna introduce uh Eleanor to you and she wants to uh say hi to the punch maniacs. Give me give me one second, I'm gonna grab her. Bring her on down. Hey Eleanor. You can uh put on the headphones and talk to Franco. He's gonna ask you one or two questions. And you just say hello, punch maniacs, or you can say, let's talk to Franco. Hello. Hello, Eleanor. How are you doing today? Good. So your dad was telling me that you watched the one boxing match with us, or not with us. I wasn't there this time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. uh, So what did you think of the fight between Marcel Bodie and Moses Hatwama? It was interesting. You thought it was interesting? How come? Yeah. Did you think that the fight was going to be that short? Not really. No. I thought it was... It'd be like five rounds. You thought at least five rounds, right? Like you couldn't even bring me uh, one of your delicious frozen popsicles that you <laughs> that you make at home. You couldn't even bring me that fast enough. The fight would have already been over if you would have brought me something like that, right? Uh-huh. Now, when he went down to the floor, do you think that you would be able to get up? You could get up, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. See, you could do better. You you could get up better than Bodhi, right? Mm-hmm. Are you, you're probably tougher than him, too. Yeah. <laughs> if you were a boxer, what color gloves would you wear? Definitely blue. You would have blue? Would yeah. you have like the matching trunks and tank top and everything, too? Yeah, probably. Nice, nice. And what song would you come out to the ring to? Bad guy, probably. By Billie Eilish? That would be super cool. I think if they played bad guy and you're sitting there looking all mean, you know, and then they could have like the smoke machines and stuff. Yeah. See, we should we should send you off for boxing instead of watching Bodie on TV. No, 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 no. (laughs) definitely not. Did you watch any of the other stuff from that night or just that one fight? Uh, Just that one. Just the one? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't blame you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was fun talking with you. Thank you for coming out. Do you want to say bye to the Punch of Maniacs? Bye. <laughs> and I'm back. She's taking over for you, Fritz. You can just yeah. put back on. <laughs> I believe it. The talent is certainly there. And, uh, you know, she's got some opinions. So, uh, oh, we yeah. Definitely, we definitely thank Eleanor for her time. <laughs> were, were you, you weren't able to hear anything. Right? I heard nothing. Nice. So. I'm not even going to tell you what she said. I'm going to wait for you to hear it when you listen to the show back. I can't wait to hear it. So that, that gives me something to look forward to. Uh, what the Punch Maniac should look forward to. Coming up this weekend, we got uh, ESPN. It's got a fight on February 2nd. Tune in and check that out. Uh, Eric Bazinian versus Alantas Fox. That's uh, from Montreal. And then also they have a fight on February 3rd, Emmanuel Navarrete versus Liam Wilson. Yeah. Uh, I'll be checking that out. And then February 4th is when I end my boycott of DAZN to get the Amanda Serrano versus Erica Cruz fight. And that is what I'm looking forward to the most for next weekend. Yeah. The the Amanda Serrano fight and DAZN, 
you know, if there's nothing else on that undercard, let me just recommend Fritz for this past weekend. I checked out the YouTube channel for DAZN and they just put everything up there a couple hours later. And so I went back and I watched like the highlights. I will recommend one highlight from the DAZN from this weekend. Uh, the Alexis Rocha knockout is immaculate. It Ooh. was it was really good. So, yeah, uh, check out the Alexis Rocha knockout. But yeah, if the rest of the undercard on Serrano sucks, you could just watch it on YouTube, too. Yeah, I could. But Amanda Serrano, I'm a big enough fan of and she's a good enough boxer that it's worth getting my subscription again. Like, okay, I see her as must watch TV. That's appointment television where I can't watch that on replay. I got to be there watching it in in real time. I don't want to have any any of the spoilers come through on my phone. So uh, DAZN, you you found a reason to get me back. This is the carrot that did it. Uh, (laughs) My boycott ends of your stupid channel, but I'll be back. Yeah, we'll be back to break it all down for you. I don't know, Franco, if you don't have anything else, I'm throwing in the towel. Thank you for listening to Punches and Punchlines. Make sure to like, subscribe, and follow. And we'll see you next week when we break down the best in boxing with a sense of humor.